0: Matthew chapter number six. Matthew six. Apologize, soundman and lady. I f- forgot. Oh wait, the soundman is the youth guy. I, re- I didn't see his face. I could only see his hair. It really bothered me. Then I tonight I'm going to fix mine like his. Seriously, the other day I was getting my hair cut, and the uh, lady who cuts my hair said, Oh, wait, there's one waving there, let me get it. It's like I'm not feeling the love in that at all. Matthew chapter 6 is from where I'd like to begin reading this morning. If you were in Sunday school, we're not going for all 28 chapters. Just just letting you know now, because I read a whole book this morning in, in the first hour. It didn't take me the hour, but I did read it. Matthew chapter 6 is from where I'd like to speak. The first 18 verses of this chapter deal with hypocrisy. The idea of the word hypocrisy is to put a mask on. And Christ is bothered by hypocrisy in religion. It's a good thing we don't have that problem today. Today. People put a mask on for church. And have another look during the week. And hypocrisy bothered Christ. In the first 18 verses he speaks of hypocrisy in their prayer life. He speaks of hypocrisy in their fasting life. And he speaks of hypocrisy in their giving life. Not sure how many of those would apply today, we could probably wipe off fasting and then just deal with hypocrisy in the other parts. But that was a joke. We Baptists were known for eating. Matthew chapter 6, Christ continues this message. This message really started in chapter 5. It is called the Sermon on the Mount. Do you know why it's called the Sermon on the Mount? Because it was on a mountain when he gave the sermon. Nothing hard here. Verse 19. The Bible reads, Matthew 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Would you pray with me? Dear Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Thank you for Gospel Baptist Church. Thank you for her commitment to world evangelism. Thank you for the missionaries that this church has summoned to come and be a part of this meeting. May we catch the missionaries' heart. May we bring our heart close to you and let you do in us what needs to be done. This week, dear Father, I pray that you'll give us hearts of submission. So we will do as you please, and not as we please. Please speak to us from your word this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19, speaks to us about this word treasure. Uses this word several times and discusses this idea of what is a treasure. Now it's easy to think about over on the other coast of Florida in Fort Pierce, you remember a few years back, they found that treasure, those Spanish galleons that were there, they found those, and there are treasures that people hunt for. Go out to Sanibel, go out to Captiva, go out to Estero Island, and you'll see people combing the beach. They'll have mine detectors out there. Why? Mine detectors? No, metal detectors. Mine detectors. What happened with that? Wow. Things have really changed here, you know. (laughs) They go out and they'll search for treasure. But by definition, what is a treasure? Vito, since you're awake. What's a treasure? Something of value or merit to you. What do we do with treasures? Put them somewhere. We cherish them. Cherish perhaps guns or money or real estate or some sort of possession, maybe your cars. You, you say, okay, I'm going to save the deed, I'm going to save the title, I'm going to save these things. Maybe we treasure our houses. Some people treasure their retirement. Other people treasure their savings account. Some wish they had a savings account to treasure. But in all of these things, we have stuff that we want to hang on to. If I distilled this down into a simple, singular definition, a treasure is something for which I would pay to acquire or to get, and I would pay a reward if it were found. To me, that's the simplest definition that I can think of. Because if I have something that I want, you remember years ago, I mean, this is years ago, Beanie Babies. They told us they'd be worth more than gold. Grandparents scoured the country at McDonald's drive-thru looking for the next beanie baby. Going to department store and other places trying to find... Some of y'all are saying, what's a beanie baby? Just ask the Google when you get home. But the point is this, is that there are stuff that we treasure that is just of no merit at all. In fact, Scripture speaks to us about things that we treasure that that can just go away. Moth, and there's kind of a a little varied meaning there, Uh, moth would eat wool. Wool would be the finest clothing available at that time. People would even weave gold threads into their clothing just to display their wealth. You say, well that's silly, people don't do that today. He said, we're moth rust, this deterioration, this corruption, thieves. Yeah. You have a treasure, you want it, so does someone else, and they'll come get it. There's no, this is not a condemnation either of, of saying you shouldn't save, where the scripture clearly teaches the stewardship of our resources. And tells us to save and prepare. So this is not a condemnation of savings. This is the guy who sits there and counts his money and stacks it up. Coin upon coin and bill upon bill. And say, look how much I have. And the treasures of this world, it's the stuff we would pay for. Or the stuff we would pay a reward if it's found. Scripture also says in the following verse. That we ought to lay up treasures... In fact, where are the two places? Is it Abdiel? Is that right? Where are the two places, Abdiel? we can put our treasures? According to those two verses in that Bible. I'm sorry, I made that hard. I apologize. Christ, no, 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 it's for real. You don't come to church and expect someone to ask you questions. I get that. I'm not that guy. I ask questions. I just don't yell at you for 30 minutes. I ask you stuff to make sure you're listening. Abdiel, there's two places on earth and heaven. Those are the two places. And I didn't mean to startle you. Actually, I've had grown men forget their name. I am not embellishing. Absolutely. Been right at the front. Ask them, what's your name? Um, um, you know, and his wife has to tell him, that's your name, buddy. Two places we can put treasures heaven and earth. I understand where to put treasures on earth: safe deposit box a safe under the mattress my wife's grandmother put her money in a purse inside the dryer I said grandma why are you doing that she said have you ever heard of a robber coming in and searching the dryer said you win but then he said put treasures in heaven How do you do that? Earth got that. Everything from a safety deposit box to the clothes dryer at my wife's grandma's house. I understand that. Heaven? I mean, where's the drive through window on that? How do we get treasures in heaven? The only things that really go to heaven are the things that last. What God calls important. Why? No thieves in heaven. No rust in heaven. No moth in heaven. Meaning, no corruption. Brother O'Malley. All right. Well, then, how do I do that? How do I put treasures in heaven? Because the things in heaven are the things of spiritual merit. Things for which you would pay are finder, pay a reward if it were found. Then he gets to 21, and I'll come back to 20 in just a minute. We get to 21, and he says this I don't know. For me, it's like the foundation of everything. You see that verse it says in 20 or 21, sorry, for where your treasure is, there. Will your heart be also? So I got a treasure. It can be on earth. I have a treasure. It can be in heaven. I I need to I Micah, come help me. And bring Alethea with you. Come on. I need help. Hurry. I'm, on, I'm union. I get a break at 12. Up here, right here, come on. Preacher's union strict. You guys, I listen, I, all you can eat Dairy Queen, whatever it is you guys like, I'm buying. Here we go. Who's older? Me. Who's younger? That would be you. Can everybody see them? Come right up here because I, I don't want a thing to be missed. Come, 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 come this way. Almost like you like each other. Now, do you have a left hand? No. Do you have a left hand? No, it's not that one. Yes, it it's this one, right? Do you have a right hand? You do. Look at that. Now, join hands. Where's mom? Worship. mom. In youth worship. Yeah, yeah, here are the youth. We're worshiping. Anybody want to get a picture of this to demonstrate that they actually can hold hands? When was the last time you guys held hands? Willingly, yes, when we were little. And our parents made us. And now here we are. How old? 15. And you are? 15. Mm-hmm. 13. Thirteen. I couldn't hear your lips move. Thirteen and fifteen. And right here, in front of everybody, we're holding hands. <laughs> Just precious. <laughs> I forgot. I have an illustration. Here we go. I want you to be heart. And I want you to be treasure. Jesus said this wherever treasure goes, heart is attached. Okay, treasure. Okay. That's your left hand just in case you're going to need this. You might want to maybe even tattoo it or mark on their left, but okay. No tattoos, sorry. <laughs> Whatever you want. Treasure. I want you to come over here by the piano. And look at that, just precious. Here comes treasure. And what happened? Heart came along. Heart, isn't that just sweet? Aren't you going to be, whatever you you guys like, I'm buying, okay? Whatever it is. Dairy Queen something, dollar value meal at McDonald's, just whatever. All the mostly chicken nuggets at McDonald's, whatever you want. Okay, so wait a minute. Let's see if this works. Oh, treasure! <laughs> How you like that, Ben? Pretty good, yeah, yeah. And it's just sweet, isn't it? Yeah. So. Everywhere treasure goes, heart goes. That's what Jesus said. Can you guys wait right here? Whatever it is, I'm buying, okay? Anything less than McDonald's, I mean. (laughs) So if somebody says to me, my heart isn't in church anymore. Then I'm going to say to you, you're treasuring something. Your heart's not in church. There's something else you're treasuring because whatever you treasure, your heart's going to follow. Somebody says, Oh, my heart's just not in missions anymore. Used to be, but I just, my heart's not in it. Then you're treasuring something. I've heard people say, my heart's just not in my marriage anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. You're treasuring somebody. Every time my treasure changes, my heart is going to follow. And he said, make sure the treasures are in heaven. See, I just made you the special one. You, you just follow. Get ready. In life, it's going to be like that. Go on, sit down. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know this is going to cost me something less than Ruth's Chris, please. Okay. All right. So I'm back to earth heaven, treasure heaven, heart is tethered to treasure, treasure heaven, heart tethered. I better figure out what is it that God treasures then. Because if I know what he treasures, then I'm going to treasure that. Because where my treasure is, my heart's gonna be there. And I want my heart in the right place. For instance, I have 18 of them. Just kidding. I have a couple I wanna show you. Look at Matthew 16. I stated as uh, my definition, and if you'll stipulate to that same definition, a treasure is something for which we would pay or pay a reward if it were found. In Matthew chapter 16. Just a few pages over in your Bible. If you get to Revelation, turn left. You went too far. Verse 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or... What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What is treasure? Treasure is something that I would pay a lot for. What is the treasure in this verse? It has to be the soul of man. For if it is not the soul of man, the greatest value ever paid for anything or anyone was the life of our darling Son, Jesus, God's darling Son, Jesus Christ. There is nothing a man can give in exchange for his soul. Nothing! So you say, well, Brother O'Malley, If I'm supposed to treasure what God treasures, what does God treasure? Again, these points are just simple. God treasures souls. How do you know? There's nothing a man can give in exchange for a soul. Nothing. Absolutely nothing a man can give in exchange for his soul. Number two. Go with me to John chapter 3 and verse 16. So I can quote that one. Me too. Still turning. You ever quote scripture in front of somebody and mess up? Then they point it out to you after church? I can still read it and mess up. Chapter 3. In verse number 16. For God so loved the world. Oh. What did He do? That He gave His only begotten Son. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm looking for the things that God treasures. Number one, God treasures the soul of man. Number two, God loves the world so much, he treasures this world. He wants to adopt man into his family. That's God's plan. So what should I treasure? The soul of man and all the whosoever's in the world. Take your Bibles, go further toward the back and look at the book of Ephesians and chapter number 5. I'm looking for the things that God's paid for or pays a reward if found. Ephesians chapter 5. We're in a context of Paul talking about the home Talking about marriage, if I were doing marriage counseling in front of a couple, I would remind them there are two genders applying to this verse. Each verse. There are boy verses and girl verses. Never be an expert in the other genders verses. (laughs) Yeah, one woman says amen. God bless you. Yes. How many times I've heard guys say, she's not, and I'll have to say, mm, 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 mm. That's a girl verse. Girl verses do the girl verses, boy verses become, boy verses belong to the boys, and they become experts at their own verse. So this is a boy verse, but with an example with it that establishes what God treasures. Husbands, that's how I know it's a boy verse. Husbands, Love your wives. Guys, don't we like simple? I mean, for real. See, well, that's King James. It's really hard. Husbands, boy verse. Love your wives. Example. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it say, Brother O'Malley, what are the things that God treasures? Number one, God treasures the soul. Number two, God treasures the world. Number three, God treasures the church. How do you know? He paid for it with his life. He gave himself. You say, really? Yeah. My question back, I guess, really is, did he get what he paid for? We're his bride, but what are we doing? I look at modern churches today. Yeah, they may outpace us with cool names. But I'm talking about, are we offering him what he paid for as his bride? He loves the church so much he gave himself for it. What does he treasure? Number one, He treasures the souls of men. Number two, he treasures the world and telling every whosoever. Number three, he treasures the church. Can you go back with me to Matthew 6 for just a minute? I want to show you a third thing or fourth thing that he treasures. Apparently, I'm struggling with counting today. Matthew chapter 6. Do you remember I shared with you that the context of chapter 6 is talking about hypocrisy? And there were three areas that he said had to do with hypocrisy. One was in fasting. Second was in their prayer life. Third was in their giving. Look at verse 1. Take heed, means watch out, beware, that you do not your alms. What are alms? It's like a palm without the P. You'll get that on the way home. You guys are going to have to step up your listening game. That's all I'm telling you right now. Alms are uh, gifts of charity. uh, Acts of righteousness. Contributions to those who are in need. Take heed that you do not your alms before men. Ah, remember the context hypocrisy? The actor would put a mask on to show before men his acting ability. The stage is set. Don't do charitable giving to be seen of men. Why? Verse 1. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. What's a treasure? Something I'd pay for. Or something I'd pay a reward if it was found. He said, if there's hypocrisy in your giving, God will not reward that. You say, Brother O'Malley, there, there would never be hypocrisy in giving. <laughs> Must be your first day. There is hypocrisy in giving. People who give for a show. People who give to say, I'll give for this, name it after me. Do this to identify me with my gift. I told you in the first hour this morning, I pastored a church in Alabama, and the treasurer called me one day and he said, Pastor, I need you to come to my house. We've received an anonymous gift. And they need you to see it. I said, if it's anonymous, I don't need to see it. He said, I insist. And I said, so do I. He said, Brother O'Malley, you really have to come. Against my better judgment, I went. Got in the house, sat down, hey howdy with him, all that. I said, now explain this to me. Why am I here? He walked across the room and handed me a check and showed me the check. Do you know whose name was on that check? His. I thought, I thought, bless your naughty little heart. I said, sir, I called his name, sir, you should have just given me the offering report. The next week he was not the treasurer anymore. Why? We don't give to show off to men. Christ made it clear. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, now it presupposes that you are going to give, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets that they may have their glory of men. Wow. Can you imagine? John is now going to give. He said, don't do that, because you'll have your reward. Three, when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Our giving is to be sincere giving. God rewards sincere giving, not this showy display of, Look what I gave today. Number five, go with me to the book of Hebrews. You probably already guessed this one, Hebrews chapter 11. I'm looking for the things that God rewards. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, watch, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. What is it that God treasures? It is faith. When His kids take Him at His word that He will meet their need, He rewards that. What does God reward? What does God treasure? The souls of men who are in this world who need to re- be reached by His church, who gives sincerely and trust God. If there is one offering in the church that does this, it's our mission's offering. We, by faith, give sincerely through our local church to reach all the world and the souls of men. Do you treasure what He treasures? How sad it would be to end this life and treasured the wrong stuff. To have said, I got all the Beanie Babies to collected them all. There wasn't one I missed. And God said, I was really not after Beanie Babies. I was after the souls of men. Nice collection, wrong stuff. I don't want to end life that way. Nice collection. Make sure I've been heard. I don't want to end life that way. Where God could say, nice collection. But wrong stuff. Would you stand with me? Your Father, this morning, from your word, we saw the things we are to treasure. Oh God, help us to treasure. The souls of men, the world and its need of the gospel, the church that you paid for. With sincere giving, may we trust you and watch you reward according to your word. Father, I'm preaching to a room full of people, and I don't even know. How many here know you as their personal savior? I don't know if they're fully vested in your mission. But God. May one simple thought prevail. May we treasure the right stuff. May we treasure what you treasure. For this I pray in Jesus name.